0: Don't be over there blubbering. It's I'm not. Just i just a, said
1: something nice about you. What do you want? It's just a football game. It's not <laughs> the end of the world. Is uh, Abe Lincoln here? I'd like to thank him for everything he's done for us. Abe, would you stand up, please? Oh, Where's yeah. Abe? He's dead. Is Abe here? No, oh, you're back to the Biden thing. Yeah, <laughs> back to our, we it. We didn't get to discuss it last week. What are the worst? Uh, is,
2: is that so far his worst gaffe?
1: Well, it's pretty bad considering he sent condolences to the family right. and he ha- released a statement about oh, what a woman. Talking about the
2: death of person Congressman she was. Uh, Jack-
1: Jackie. Jackie uh, yeah. or I think it is. Sir. Yeah,
2: something like that. It might start with a W.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really sad. But anyway. You know, and if that were Donald Trump, they'd be saying, oh, let's get the 25th Amendment out here. <laughs> the guy's <laughs> obviously incapable of handling the his 25th responsibilities. Amendment. I don't think we're quite to that point with I President think, Biden. Oh, I think we're definitely there and we We're there.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. I and think then Kamala. Harris, our
1: wonderful relationship with North Korea. Oh, and then today or yesterday, she got her foot in, in her mouth again when she dodged a question asking if she could explain what she meant when stating the Biden administration would take equity into account when distributing national disaster relief. So we're now going to say, what, to make sure it's fair, she was talking about communities of color and poor people getting help. I mean, if if we're having disaster relief, it ought to be for everybody who
2: suffered from the disaster. It should be fair, right? So she said that we should be fair, or well, should, well be, we should, should be we more
1: fair to people of poor people and communities
2: of color. <laughs> <laughs> more fair, more fair. I, right. Something tells me that that that's that's yeah, that's. Uh, w- poor people get welfare and rich people get more fair. Okay, this is a new thing. This is a Fox thing. <laughs>
1: now, come on. Let's face it. If we're going to have disaster relief, I want
2: everybody who suffered to get something. Right. Well, I think she's probably just trying to say that if if in the past, now certainly it's not written into any of the laws related to FEMA. Actually, it's illegal to do that. Right. So, but uh, in the past, uh, but I don't know, have, uh, and this is a genuine question, I actually don't know this answer. In the past, have communities of color or individuals of poverty or whatever it is, have they received less aid in times of emergency? Here's what
1: our beloved Vice President said, and this is a direct quote. It is our lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions. We have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we fight for equality, but we
2: also need to fight for equity. Okay. To make sure that things are fair. Well, maybe if the, maybe there's something written into the institution that she uh, didn't tell us about. But what? So I'm sure the reporters asked her a lot of follow-up. You know, where are the inequities, and where did she say they were?
1: Well, she. Right here, she said, our lowest-income communities and our communities of colors are most impacted. So why are they most impacted? If my house is destroyed, what difference does it make whether it's a $50,000 home or a $250,000 home? Well, I think
2: because – I think she's – again, me put on the spot to interpret Kamala Harris. This is a terrible way to start the week. But in any event – Is Abe Lincoln in the room yet? uh, Has he come in yet? Abe, where are you? Look, she's turned out to be a big, fat disappointment. There's just no argument about that. But anyway – so I, I think what she may have been alluding to is that if you only have $20 and somebody steals it, then you're flat broke. But if you have $100 and somebody steals $20, you still have some left. So I think she's saying if your home is $50,000 and it lose, you lose $50,000 in the hurricane, you've had a total loss as opposed to, uh, like, I have a home that's $250,000. I mean, I'm, I don't actually. I'm just saying. Okay. And I lose $50,000 in damage, then I think I... You but know, what
1: if you lose the $250,000 in damage? Well, comparing apples with oranges. Well, in
2: that case, the hurricane was 100% fair, <laughs> wiping out everybody equally. Well, but it's, although it's I sad. think wealthier communities have more insurance and more savings and things like that. But that's it, all the way back around, I think you're criticizing her for using the word equity. And I think you're on safe ground. If she says that blacks get more help or That's what she's lower, saying. That we're going income, yeah, to get, the get,
1: Biden get, administration is going to favor they do not people of color and, uh, p- and poor communities communities over those i mean if, if everybody was hurt everybody was injured everybody had their property damaged and we're going to spend our taxpayer dollars on this for people who chose to live in a state where the hurricane prone in an area where hurricanes
2: exist we have to fill out the fairness form before we give you your fema money <laughs> to tell us how you've been hurt in the past by the government or other people so ha- have ha- has has growing up black hurt you in general yes okay then you get extra stars. Well, it's
1: it's a debate that's been going on for years. You know, people choose to live in a place that is prone to these types of conditions. What responsibility do they have to make their own preparations for disaster as opposed to those of us who are
2: paying the tax bills? Well, and uh, if you watched any of the Sunday morning shows or your favorite uh, media show yesterday, you saw that there is a broad conversation underway now about how much money should we keep pouring into places that are in harm's way, you the Key West or all the other barrier islands. I didn't realize there are hundreds of barrier yeah, islands. I, I didn't either, to be honest. Occupied. Mm-hmm. And of course, then we have to go rescue the people and federal flood insurance helping to bail them out. So anyway, but this conversation is happening. Of course, she injected into it, you know, in what way does either cyclical poverty or uh, the uh, minority community, in what way does that factor into it? But I think it should be part of the conversation. But she's 100 percent wrong if she says FEMA has a carve-out line for individuals who suffer from equity issues in well, the past. Well, she believes... I
1: mean, this is a lady who's delusional enough to believe that we have a good working relationship with North Korea, she never apologized for that or even walked it back. Well, or her boss is
2: still looking for Jackie, the congresswoman, who's, quite frankly... Has Abe come in yet? <laughs> yeah, you're looking for Abe, <laughs> Abe <Lincoln.
1: laughs> Lena, have you seen... Uh, well, Abe didn't recently <laughs> <the> die.
2: <laughs> it's easy to see why President Biden thought that
1: this congresswoman was still alive. Well, she, now you're starting to sound like The View. They excused it. They said... Well, the problem no, with America me. is we have ageism. That's a newism. Have you heard of that, ageism?
2: Joe. We don't like old people? Joe. Yes, Mark? President Biden does gaffes. It's his thing, okay? It's just it's it's the nature of his thing. And President Trump did them, too, and he get vilified for those. But I, I think gaffes are part of being president, that, uh, you know, if you say something off the cuff or whatever. But in any event, look, it's bad. He, he is obviously enjoying some cognitive decline. That is a shame. He's still our president. <laughs> President, he's still capable of being president, he surrounds 25th hims-
1: Amendment, Mark, 25th Amendment. He surrounds we're himself. We're
2: there. With- oh, we are, okay. Well, you think we're in a depression, too, but nobody seems to agree with you.
1: Well, uh, everybody who believes in the traditional description of a depression believes it. We have double-digit unemployment? No, we had two successive quarters of negative growth. That is the de- classic and has been the classic definition of a recession. Oh, yeah, recession. Yeah, but you say we're in depression.
2: Oh, well, I'm depressed about the recession. Right, you are personally depressed. Well, you have your seasonal affective disorder going on, and I'm not going to make fun of that. I think you should get help for that. Have get you seen
1: a, Abe? Has he come in? Uh,
2: he's, he's on the way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Abe didn't die recently. There's a big difference. Why? What's the difference? Okay. In other words, if you die
1: this week, and mm-hmm. I go to your funeral, and I express condolences to your family and your wife, and then a week later, I come on the show and say, where's Mark? Isn't he here today? <laughs> Don't you think I would be outside
2: of a little cognitive decline? You would make Stan very happy if you said that. Good morning, Stan. Not that I'd be dead. But what? That, that you be, died? No, no, no. That I wouldn't be here, not dead.
3: <laughs> That's a, uh, you come
4: in here oh, dead, I'm Yeah, don't I'm get me leaving. wrong.
3: <laughs> yeah, don't why, get st- why would I want you to go away, Mark? No, come no, no. Come <laughs> to have a day yeah, off. Yeah, I mean,
4: that,
3: no, a day off, well, we get those every now and then when you go on vacation and go out and hunt Bambi, so... No problem. Uh, <laughs> but as far as Kamala Harris goes, I, I see racism and bigotry in her statement. You know, if you're a white if you're a white person, you don't get anything. You don't you don't deserve anything because you've you've been dealt the, the jackpot in the lottery of life because you're white. That's what they tell us when they start preaching this equity stuff.
2: Well, and I think she's falsely, and she should know better, She should. she's falsely blending some programs that may help individuals of color and poverty in the U.S. We certainly have lots of those opportunities, but they're not woven into the FEMA but, response. But she's not blending
1: anything. She's outright saying that the Biden administration, against all the laws and rules that it requires right. to be fair, is going to target
2: communities of color and poor <laughs> communities. Actually, I think that's probably illegal. <clears throat> it is illegal. To distribute the money falsely. But anyway, all right. Go ahead, Stan. That's uh, it's your open mic.
3: Yeah. So, so I'm to assume that the, that the storm uh, hit uh, targeted uh, low income and minority communities. Worse than it did uh, higher rent districts. Is that what we're to assume? That's well, what she said. The, That's
2: what she said. I, th- I think quite- if she said that, it's. What she's trying to say is that if you don't, you know, if you don't have much money and you lose some in the storm, you've probably lost a greater proportion than somebody who's a little more oh, well so off. So you able but to again,
1: translate from the original Kamala for us? No, no, Thank no. God. We're I'm, so blessed
2: to have you well, here. Well, that's an actual <laughs> fact. I mean, I, anybody can see that. But well, I can't. You can't see that somebody who's rich can afford to have their roof blown off, and somebody who's poor can less afford it.
1: Well, you know... Do, Can you not you, see if that, if Joe? Answer, there, there, you, answer my Answer my question. To answer your question. If you live there... It's a there, yes or no question. If you live there and right. you have insurance and you we'll make We'll put that down as a
2: no. That's fine. You are perfectly <laughs> at liberty to answer no. Poor people don't lose more proportionally than a wealthy person. That's fine.
1: If you lose your home, what difference does it make whether it costs you $50,000 or a million dollars? You've lost your home.
2: Right. But if you have a million dollars and you lose a $50,000 home, that's not the end of the world. But if you have only... $50,000 home and nothing else, then you've lost significantly more. That is a fact. That may have been what she's alluding to. But again, to stretch to to take that and weave it into FEMA's, uh, uh, you know, their setup and all that, they really have quite an elaborate method of distributing aid. I'm sure you've seen it up in Columbia County at uh, times, Stand. Uh, it doesn't, there's no white, black, Poor check off. You just tell them what you lost, and they they see if they can. Well, it's going to have you. to be because we're
1: going to need to find those communities of color and the poor communities. <laughs> we know where they're at. Make sure I, they get the I,
2: equity.
3: I have no idea because I've never applied for a disaster relief in my lifetime. So, even when I went through the you know, Hurricane Andrew, you know, because I didn't lose anything. Except I had to clean up after it with branches and stuff. But other than that, I've never applied in my life for it. So I wouldn't know anything about it other than it is what it is and it's a government program. So it's. But it should be available. It should be available.
1: Stan, it should be available to you and to everyone else who's been impacted to the extent that we provide the relief. But you know, Absolutely. Let, that, it, it shouldn't matter whether you lost 20% of your, your wealth or 100% of your wealth. If you lost something and the government's going to make you partially or entirely whole, then it should be across the board.
3: Well, well yeah. I mean, it, it, let's, we, we want to talk fairness, right? Aren't we talking fairness? It, she wants to talk equity because she wants to bring everybody up to the same level, which is impossible, as we all know. There's a difference between equality and equity. Equality would be that everybody gets the same shot at everything, at the same thing, right? Whether you take advantage of that shot or not, you have the opportunity to do it. Equity but, is, no, you're poor, you're, we're going to bring you up to the up to this level of the rich person, or the rich person, we're going to take you down to the level of the poor person, one or the other. Right? Well, and I think am, am I thinking that right?
2: Right. And you're 100% right, and she's 100% wrong. There's just no argument about that. FEMA doesn't even have a, uh, a racial checkoff on the forms that you fill out that help them. And when you go through the interview, they may see that you're black, but they certainly do not. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be a factor in, in your outcome, or in your uh, uh, reimbursement. But it, let's not let her... she's saying it is, Mark. Right. Well, she's mistaken. <laughs> but let's not let her major gaffe, or Joe here waiting for Abe Lincoln, let's not let them distract from a, another question that popped up, Stan, and I, and I know you probably are thinking about this, this idea, how much do we wish to keep using government funds to people who choose to live in harm's way? You know, do we want to bail out these people on the barrier islands again or rescue them? The, uh, one of the reporters that was down in Fort Myers says they're still flying rescue missions out to the hundreds of barrier islands. I didn't realize there were that many.
1: Yeah, there was a guy on TV who lost, I guess he's, he was on one of the barrier islands, and he kept saying, and they've run it several times, can we get a little help down here? Uh, right. I need a little help <laughs> getting my house rebuilt. I've
2: chosen to live in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, or, well, maybe he's in the Gulf, but, uh, and I know. I mean, he, he, he to appeared to
1: be entitled, like, you need to help me because I've
2: had a problem. What's your view on that observation, uh, Stan?
3: As I've said in the past, I believe anybody that lives near a river that could flood or or, or a coastal <laughs> area that could hit, get nailed by a hurricane, <laughs> that you need to rethink your your living arrangements. That's just my my idea, because I have no desire to ever muck out From a flood on my own property, I've helped at work and it was a nasty job. I don't want that for my property and I don't understand how anybody could want that because it's nothing but a headache. So, you know, everybody has to make their decision. They have to live with that decision. And how much we need to help, well, if it was up to me, it'd probably be very little, you know, to make sure that enough to make sure that they're safe and they have food and water. But if they've lost their home and they have insurance, well, then the insurance company needs to kick in. And if that's not going to happen, then they need to find other living arrangements further from the coast, okay? Preferably higher ground, but that's my way of thinking. Well, you're right. And I know everybody won't do that, and and they're considering me hateful and bigoted (laughs) because I think that way. But that's Okay to me that is common sense
2: oh well don't inject that into our conversation stan that was rude
3: well okay but you know i you know i know that the river will flood here in danville from time to time and luckily the past couple ones we've been saved because we put they put the flood control system in you know there's been some water in town and stuff in areas but nothing major okay the last time was 11 because of a little bit of failure at the flood uh, control system because they weren't finished building it. That was where the, most of the damage came from. You know, in Bloomsburg is exactly opposite. Now they have built the wall partially around certain businesses. Mine, my company that I work for, is one of those. The fair decided that they didn't want nothing to do with it. So when it floods, they get hit, and the other people in Bloomsburg, you know, in the lower end, they actually extended it now down around the high school and stuff because they're tired of cleaning up after that, but there is areas in town in Bloomsburg that they didn't want a flood wall because they might lose some property. Well, they did lose their property. They lost their homes as they washed away in 2011 and, you know, and then the government came in and bought all the most of the properties up. Not all of them, but they still haven't extended the flood wall around that area. All right. So people make a choice and when they fail to make a a smart choice then they have to pay the consequence
2: <laughs> they make a people choice instead of a wise choice right an intuitive so, choice
3: right i mean everybody has to make a decision how they want to live where they want to live and blah 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 some people live there because it's what they can afford because it might be cheaper but actually in some places living along the coast or along rivers the properties are higher priced because people want the view
2: all right we
1: got Personally,
3: gotcha. they can have the view <laughs>
1: Well, thank you, sir. I don't think they counted on a view of a hurricane coming ashore, though.
4: <laughs> right, and, and well, you know that happens.
5: It's their but, choice.
3: You know, you got to learn to live with it. If you're going to live in those areas, they get hit. Same thing out in Tornado Alley. Those people live out there, and tornadoes happen every year. And most of the time, they they roll the dice of whether or not they're going to get hit. And and you can't control it. We we get them around here. You can't control where that happens. Well, yeah,
1: tornadoes are entirely different because they could pop up anywhere, and they're not entirely predictable, maybe as to region, but not as to exact location. Exactly. The hurricanes, on the other hand, you know, there's a limited number of
3: places where they can come ashore. Well, uh, and they can I track a hurricane. So people have time. Most of the most instances, they have time to get out of the way, pass the hurricane if they want to. No they can get... leave so they don't die. They may come back and their property may be gone, but they can get out if they want to. Some choose not to, and they're the ones that end up dead. All right, we got Some you. Of
2: Thank them. you so much, Stan. So,
3: yeah, and I'm glad about our uh, new arrangement with North Korea and our, our, <laughs> are working with it and all that. Why can't we all thing. just get I'm along? I'm just
1: thrilled. And Abe's <laughs> yeah. going to be here
3: any minute. Oh, Thank
2: you. Geez, here we go. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Is, didn't uh, Ronald Reagan sit down? Didn't Ronald Reagan have gaffes of some type
1: sure or he another? did. And that's uh, what they used on The View. They tried to justify it. You know, people always saying to me, you what if, you what if, or, you know, you change it around about somebody else. Well, instead of addressing Joe Biden, and they came up with the fact that we're agents, in this country. We don't like old people, which I think is absurd and preposterous. But one of the people on the view suggested that, as an old person. Right. So... You know, it's rather it's rather unusual, I think, that, uh, yes, but Ronald Reagan did have gaffes. He did put his foot in his mouth. I don't recall him ever searching for dead people, however.
2: He may Not have. Not that particular one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he did other ones. All right. And that's fine. One of our good listeners says, Stan believes everyone should be equal, right? But he calls LGBTQ people vegetable soup. How is that equal? He's a racist person, says one of our listeners. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Our show is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company.
6: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is.
1: Say, maybe you would be kind enough to tell us about the Sunbury Motor Company.
2: Sunbury Motor Company, it's a family owned dealership since 1915. Yeah, you didn't know family was actually six syllables long. It's a family <laughs> owned family dealership. dealership since 1915. 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummelsworth. Find out tons more about them at sunburymotors.com. They invite you to do what I've done visit the Quick Land on North 4th Street in Sunbury. If they can't fix it, they'll order up the parts and call you back when it happens. You can wait in the lobby while they do all kinds of work on vehicles state inspections, pump you up with nitrogen, take care of any body work or alignment or anything you need done. They got everything at the Sunbury Motor Company. It's 100% comprehensive. They never send anything elsewhere to get fixed. They even got a frame uh, straightener out, or if you have somehow hit a ditch and uh, twisted the frame, they can straighten her all back out. But uh, yeah, the Sunbury Motor Company, it's the full comprehensive facility where you can also do something there that you can't do anything else anywhere else in Sunbury. That's by a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia from the lot. They got a ton of F-150s back on the lot, so things are kind of catching up there. Your uh, vehicle, your uh, Lightning incident is off the train car. It's going to oh, be arriving. Good. I uh, can hardly wait. Well, in a couple weeks it'll be here. <laughs> Just be patient. Yeah, the Lightning uh, disappointment wouldn't be exactly the right word, but when they said six months, I thought they were joking. So, but in any anyway, event, okay. So your Ford uh, Lightning is on the way, but they got F-150s and Mustangs and Edges and. And escorts and you name it. Expedition and Explorers, which is a great... They have a Sport Explorer down there with the sunroof. Very sleek looking. Got an extra big motor so you can break the posted legal speed limit. And all right. Watch out for radar, because police please. Still have it, buddy. Ford, Hyundai, and Kia is available at the Sunbury Motor Company. All sizes of trucks, all makes of cars on the pre-owned lot, you name it. They got it at the Sunbury Motor Company. So please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Sunbury motor Very, very important.
1: And we have another caller.
2: Oh, do we? I can't tell because I have finally got my document open. And guess what? It's blocking my view. So, uh, Joseph of Milton, Pennsylvania. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark.
5: Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, I was listening to the first caller. I have a cabin along the river, and I got flooded two times. Uh, The first time I had flood insurance, and... That helped me out, but I dropped the flood insurance, and I figured, um, uh, well, if I get flood, I just take care of it, and I get flooded a second time, and, uh, just take care of it. But, uh, hey, I like it there. I love it there. I love the view. I love the area, and, uh, so, come what may, I, I chose to do that, and I don't, uh, expect the government to help me, and I didn't even buy insurance, you know, what I mean, uh, uh, so that's, and I think that's the way a lot of people feel down in Florida. They have a beautiful place along the ocean there, and they like it, and, you know, they want to live there. And that's their choice.
7: Okay. Uh, All right.
5: I have, in fact, I have three places in Florida, and, and uh, they weren't hit this time. It was in more or less, it was near the Gulf Coast, but it was up north a little bit. That, uh, and uh, so that's, uh, you know. That's their choice, you know. They make it, and they have to live with it. But, uh,
1: but we do, well, we, know, do know, need, uh, uh, we do need to provide them humanitarian aid. We need to make sure oh, that yes, they have water course. and I mean, food. If, if and
5: they get, you know, uh, yeah, you know, they need to be rescued. and, right. You know, you have to have to help them out, you know, I understand that you know, that's why we pay taxes, you know and, and have a government, you know, supposed to protect the people.
8: Yep, can't you charge people for a rescue?
5: not doing that too well today, okay. I mean in other areas, I'll put it that way
2: Okay Alright, we got you sir, call back and get, get more time. words in, thank you sir 1-800-795-9565 is the number he called in oh, there we go, sorry about that you're listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunday. WKOK News Time. It is 9 a.m. Time for CBS News on WKOK.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
2: Greetings. Welcome back. to KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we got two texts and one letter somebody sent us. And there's some emails from last week so we can get to some of those as the show progresses. But it's open phones. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We started out talking a little bit. Uh, Joe Biden's gaff. he started looking for a dead congresswoman we in the room the other day. Is not in here yet? Uh, no. No, not, right, no, he's, no not he's, he's, uh, he's not here. He's not going to show. Please stand up, Abe. He won't be here. Okay, uh, Kamala Harris uh, also saying that somehow uh, equity, meaning uh, not just fairness in their definition of it, but somehow families of color and or families who are cyclically poor will get uh, disproportionate aid from FEMA, which FEMA's basically saying in, in uh, government speak, what? <laughs> we don't have Say that. Say what? <laughs> we replace losses. You lose it, we fix it. That's it. We don't really care what color you are or how. How poor you are uh, let's see but uh, also talked a little bit about our federal government continues to spend billions of dollars to to uh, recover from storms for people who live in harm's way you know at, w- at what point is it a loss leader particularly since we seem to have stronger hurricanes more often now uh, is that a factor so should the government just say okay look here's we're gonna give you five thousand dollars one more time and that's it this is your last dole out uh, because of storms and uh, should we live in harms way the kind of questions we're asking today so we'd love to you participate in that uh, and the way that you do that is you call us one 795 9565 you can email us at on the market wkok.com you can text us at 70236 include the keyword otm on the market sponsored by the sunbury motor company please do as i've done on multiple occasions go to sunburymotors.com some very brief news headlines here. Bucknell University will dedicate its 1.7 megawatt solar array later this week. They say they'll host the dedication with the commercial company that installed it, Encore Renewable Energy of Burlington, Vermont. It's this Thursday at 2pm. It is open to the public. It'll be held at the project site off Smoketown Road between the Bucknell Golf Club and the Art Barn Complex there. The event will celebrate the operation of the array which will supply 7% of the university's electricity and move them a step closer to its Achieving their goal of carbon neutrality by 2030, Bucknell says it will pay property tax revenue on that section of East Buffalo Township. As the renewable energy company is a for-profit company that will gain some uh, green stuff from the sun there. One highlight of the Paint the Valley Pink initiative is back with some new additions. The annual Cook and Men event is set for Thursday, October 27th, at the Rusty Rail Brewing Company in Mifflinburg. Donna Schuck, associate vice president. And of Philanthropy and Donor Relations at Evangelical Community Hospital says there are 21 chefs or chef teams ready to cook up dishes and raise money for the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. As always, you can go to slash cooking men. Drew Kelly's communications manager at the Miller Center He says additionally uh, they will have cooking women at this event. It'll be an opportunity for women to That's help.
1: Poorly cook, cook. named because it sounds like they're going to actually cook
2: men. Only to you. Everybody else knows what it is. Meantime, back to Donna Shuck.
4: Each one of them will prepare their own special dish, and all of the attendees get to taste the dish. The chefs then compete in several different contests. So the main contest is the top chef, and that is the top fundraising chef.
2: Right, and Joe's annual cannibal cook and men contest is much later, like never. You can hear about the real event on the podcast page... (laughs) Do you have a cold? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Did you test yourself? Yes, negative. Okay, thank you. Well, you're always (laughs) negative, but now you even test that way. (laughs) How appropriate. Uh, Tribune's news service covered the heck out of John Fetterman when he was in western Pennsylvania, and why not? It's from the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, didn't you know? John Fetterman criticized some Democrats for his lack of campaign presence in Pennsylvania's major city, was all in, in Pittsburgh got a rainy public rally Saturday. Uh, He criticized Dr. Oz for his New Jersey residency and for promoting dubious cures on TV. As for his stroke, he says, yes, as you all know, I had a stroke and I'm so grateful to be here today now after surviving that. But, you know, really, the only lingering issue I have after that stroke is auditory processing sometimes. And every now and then I might miss a word or sometimes, you know, I might mush two words together, unquote, citing an example again, reference to video that his opponents, one of his campaign ads that his opponent did, where he said he was at the Wegner's store instead of Wegmans. He says sometimes he just misspeaks. He says, Dr. Oz never stops reminding everybody I had a stroke, Fetterman said. In fact, I'm sure there's probably at least one person here who is filming it, uh, trying to wait for me to miss some words on video. Uh, Fetterman spoke for most of the speech with clarity, and this is the report. Speaking here, although some stumbles were unmistakable. Typically, after a stumble or an error, he does not clarify or correct himself. Um, Did he
1: talk about that thing growing on his neck?
2: No, that's like a birth defect or a no. That's or not a like birth that.
1: defect. Okay, well, that's why What is it? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I think he should disclose it's what it is. It's been there forever.
2: It has been. Well, it was there when he was mayor. You can see in the pictures. It's like a is a goiter the right word? Where you well, get like that's a, a
1: big thing on your somewhere on your right, body. So I think they are usually in front, but I could be wrong about that. In front, <laughs> they only grow in the front. <laughs> yeah, okay, Joe. It's a rear facing oh, goiter. Oh boy, <laughs> this is
2: funny. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to look up goiter. Yeah, you do that while I, I finish well, the news headlines. Here. All right. A man who Joe has met has died. Max Baer, the chief justice of the state Supreme Court, died only months before he was set to retire. The court confirmed Saturday he was 74, died overnight Friday at his home near Pittsburgh. The court uh, says uh, that his sudden passing is a tremendous loss for the court and all of Pennsylvania. Justice Deborah Nick now takes over. She's the first female chief justice in the state's history, according to a... Spokesperson for Commonwealth Court. So there's the rest of the story. All right, folks, open phones. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five 795 9565 is our telephone number. We received an email, sort of a news release from Phoenixville, yeah. PA. It's not a
1: it's not not a goiter. It says okay. here a goiter is the irregular growth of the thyroid gland. The no, thyroid is a it. butterfly-shaped gland located right, at, at the base that. of the neck,
2: just below the Adam's apple. Okay, so that's what a, so something on the outside isn't a goiter could say it was goiter-like. Okay. <laughs> Is it? Okay. <laughs> well, in any anyway, event, he had it when he was Braddock mayor, because you can see it when he... Just, Someone they, said he should perhaps make should. an appointment with Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, well that it might be something
1: like that. he yeah, could be surgically removed and taken care of. Why are you so obsessed with this, though? Well, because I think his health is a legitimate issue. I mean, he he does, didn't disclose the fact that he had AFib. He didn't disclose the fact—well, he could, was forced to disclose the fact he had a stroke, mm-hmm. you know, but he's not talking about this, and he wears clothing that hides it.
2: Well, and I think it's costing him. The race is not quite neck-and-neck, neck, but it's within the margin of error on the latest uh, Emerson Hill WHTM poll— That they're three points apart, well, that's the margin of error, so technically they're next. And the Fox News poll only has them like four points apart, so he's catching up. I think that's hurting him. And he still hasn't agreed to the terms of the debate. Oh, the one on the twenty seventh, oh, right? Wow. Okay. The, both of
1: them have said they'd show up. Now, Doctor Oz says it's okay for him to use what do they call teleprompters well, or telepro- uh, closed caption, closed caption. Oh, okay. But he wanted the debate to go ninety minutes so that that would compensate for the amount of time that would take Mister Fetterman to read mm-hmm. the questions, so that there would actually be more time for people to ask questions and to get answers from both the candidates. But so far, Mister Fetterman hasn't agreed to that.
2: Well, and I think. Uh, Uh, Well, both of them really have got to do some sort of typical. I I think uh, Dr. Oz has been doing this sort of typical campaigning where they go through a list of things that they stand for. And Fetterman's done a few. And I know Fetterman's website has a whole bunch of hoobly hoobly, hoobily, boobily. Hoobily, hoobily, boobily. Right. What is that? I went to his website (laughs) and read it. I'm not going to read it verbatim on the air. But it's. It's like, well, we believe a woman's right to an abortion is sacrosanct, and you should always fight for these rights. And it's just democratic platform. It doesn't have anything to do with John Fetterman. It's not his, like his actual views, you know, because he has sort of a quirky view on everything. Yeah, doesn't including have, marijuana, letting people out. He, you know, he
1: took off the part, the part of his website that talked about his plan to get people out of jail.
2: Oh, did they? He removed that. Well, yeah, and I think he's losing ground on that, too. He should. Because that's one of the areas where I think people do worry about and are are concerned. I I don't think, you know, his his stroke and his health, if he's impaired, let's hear it, have some more campaign-style events. This reporter said that he did uh, stumble over, although some stumbles were unmistakable. And this is the reporter in uh, Pittsburgh talking. He says, uh, after asking whether anyone in the crowd had ever experienced a health challenge, he botched the line that's become a regular mainstay at his rallies. I sure hope that there was no one in your life making fun of a doctor of you, he said, seemingly meaning to say if anybody ever had any health problems uh, that a doctor had diagnosed and had been made fun of by those. He proceeded through most of the slips without clarifying or correcting.
1: Maybe well, he didn't realize he made them. Right. Well, that's. that's that could be a th- cognitive issue, I, I too. I think
2: that's troublesome. <laughs> uh, you know, I screw up all the time, but I'm usually pretty aware of it. Especially if I catch it and call you Well, on. that's <laughs> true, but, you know, I would expect nothing left. <laughs> You're down to just the smallest things anymore. Oh, One of our listeners brother. sends us a note uh, that says uh, it could be a. Lipoma. A lipoma, a benign tumor, a fatty tissue. Oh, well, that's possible. But that would be something that would be easy to remove, wouldn't it? Well,
1: I guess if you wanted to, I don't know. Lapoma, it sounds like a place in Spain. Lapoma?
2: Yeah, <laughs> went to Lapoma, Spain. I think it's a resort in North Carolina, isn't it? Is it? Okay, on the Outer Banks. Isn't it a festival in Harrisburg? <laughs> oh, that's no, Capona. Uh, Capona, okay. That's close, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't you go to the racetrack to bet on Laponas? L- L- no. La P- okay. <laughs> All right. Oh. Oh, uh, Lipoma. Isn't that funny? Two people, two totally unrelated people, text us almost the sa- the same thing. That's no Worthy, but almost in exactly the same wording. Yeah, it must be. A, it may be a lipoma,
1: which are usually benign. Okay. Well, that's good. If that was the case, I would think he would just say that's what it is, and I've chosen not
2: to. Well, have it's to in plain sight in the, in the Braddock pictures that he has up on his website. You ought to go to his website. It's a real eye opener. <laughs> in what regard? <laughs> is in that it doesn't have anything. Uh, I mean, nothing. it has it has the platform. They're outlined, but they're sort of typical. You know, sort of democratic ideals, you know, larger government as long as it's helping other people, and uh, of course, standing up for the abortion rights, which is noteworthy. That's, you know, I think that should be there. But it doesn't have the Fetterman accent, you know, that he has on everything, that everything's kind of over the top. And as you mentioned, yeah, I looked at it uh, Saturday, and there's no the criminal justice element. Although, as a U.S. senator, I don't think he'd have a big impact on criminal justice penalties and parole. But uh, if there's a Democratic majority back in Washington, of course, then these things become a factor. You know, if you get 100 like-minded men and women in the Senate, they can make a big difference on these things. Sure can. Case. All right. Uh, lower right-hand corner, and then Said, we have to take right. the break. To the person that needs to clear their ears, I have
1: called the LGBTQ blah, blah, blah coalition the alphabet soup coalition, not vegetable soup. Not the people. Okay, <laughs> just the uh, the uh, categories. All right, up one. Then Joseph is correct. Personal responsibility is the key if one chooses to live
2: near or on a floodplain. All right, we'll take all comers. We are talking about our U.S. Senate candidate, John Fetterman. And uh, do we think the health issues, you know, uh, the, the he could be sick and bent over with two canes and a walker, and I'd still vote for him over Dr. Ross. But that's oh, just brother. me. 1-800. Not that there's anything wrong with using a walker, Mom, if you're listening. 1-800-7959. She all bent
1: over, too? You want to No, she that? stands up straight, but
2: she loves to get the, keep that walker handy. All 800 And even as I decline, she's still 20 times smarter than me. She's probably going to hit you over the head with that walker. Uh, I think I have it coming. one 800 our listener but uh, those are the good ones yep all right what does he
1: say well with respect to what was it lapoma yep there are they are not always easy to remove related to the area of the body nerves blood vessels and tendons may be involved uh, his look his looks large and bleeding is a high risk
2: oh, okay yeah, but Joe's obsessed with this thing, though. Uh, ever since, uh, well, somebody called in Tucker said he was growing a second in. head. Well, that was somebody who was quoting Tucker Carlson had oh, a meltdown okay. the other day because they wouldn't tell him what
1: it was. So maybe he doesn't know. He didn't. He didn't follow the doctor's advice. Maybe he with doesn't respect. know it's
2: there. Yeah, no, that's he doesn't what know happens. what it is.
1: It's just it's here. I'm living with it. It's not causing me any problem. It's not eating anything. Mm-hmm. Do you have any l- legacy health problems that you would like to have outed?
6: At well, I have time. already
1: admitted I have AFIB, same as he does. And the only difference is I follow my doctor's advice. <laughs> You're so proud.
2: I am. <laughs> it's funny how you don't—you help run the cops, but you exceed the posted legal speed limit no, all the you time.
1: you know I do that. You don't know that at all. I'm a very cautious car driver. You've
2: changed your entire nature all of a sudden? Yes, I did. Ah, there we go. I had an epiphany. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then you had Advent, at which time you started speeding again. (laughs) Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
8: Hey, good morning. Uh, Before I talk about recession, you have to remember back, President Trump, they had him believing he was going to drop over any minute because of his bad health. He turned out to be in great health only because he inherited good genes. And they have a lot to do with their health. I believe about half of your health is genes. But anyway, talking about the recession over the weekend, I talked with a lady. She had a by 401k for years and she had it up to $182,000. Well, thank you, Mr. Biden. Now it's down to a little north of 100000 So she about lost, say, almost $80,000 in the last year and a half or so. So you can imagine uh, she won't be voting for Biden the next time or the Democratic Party anymore. But that didn't have to be. That, that didn't have to be at all. It's mainly because the Biden administration is not fossil fuel friendly. When they When they decided to make fossil fuel their enemy, They also were hard on half the American people or more than half. They have to depend on 401Ks now for a supplement retirement because no longer do our factories and I assume state workers still may get their paid pension no matter what but they also can invest in 401K. So, again, I'd like to hear anyone justify why being an enemy of fossil fuels is such a great thing.
2: I think people are probably just worried about their children and grandchildren is probably the reason, but not everybody shares that concern. Some people are not concerned about future generations. They just think, hey, now I want to drill, burn, drill, burn. (laughs) But if you want to think about future generations or your kids or grandkids or, well, I guess you don't have kids, but you certainly know people who do. So I think that the fact is, you know, people are concerned about our future, and so fossil fuels has to be a lesser part of that in the future. But President President Biden didn't hurt anybody's 401k directly. He certainly is a factor in how the economy is going. There's no argument there. But government spending is the biggest issue, and that is not solely owned by Biden. Uh, Over, no, every, everybody's been overspending since President Clinton was in place, including President Obama and, of course, President Trump. A huge uh, deficit monger. So government spending way, <laughs> way, way out of control. There's absolutely no discipline in Washington and. President President Biden is right there, too. I think some of the stimulus packages and and since then, every other thing that's been done has been added to government spending. So government spending way too much. And none of the presidents that I named are have a a true controlling interest on the Fed. The Fed's slowing down this. You know, the question is, do we want the country's economy as a whole to slow down, including Wall Street, because they're sort of the future. Predictors. Do we want everything to slow down or do we want the inflation to stay high? That's the choice the Fed is making. I don't know that, uh, you know, we're going to ever get anybody in the Fed of the Paul Volcker type, you know, mentality that's going to be able to hit the right balance. But uh, but those are the factors. Biden's part of that. You know, he certainly could be more uh, economically oriented. But but. Um, He's you know he's he's part of the deck of cards that's causing the, us to lose this game
8: you know, when you turn against fossil fuels this is what we have to depend on right now. The rest of the world is most of the rest of the world's depending on fossil fuels all the more now and why why would we want to? Completely try to change to the Green New Deal when the technology isn't there, and we don't know that the fossil fuels are doing that much damage. There's a lot of scientists say no, it's not the fossil fuels that's doing the damage, the sun effect on the earth, the way that the sun's been going, and it's going to change back in a cyclical. I can't say the word pattern. It'll go back, and we'll be cooling off again. So it's, well, I could say again, it's the government. They want to put a key up. Our government wants to put a key up on this stuff because they can kill the economy. It's not accidental, Mark. It's intentional that they wanna kill us. That President Trump was for us and he that's why we were doing so well under Trump.
2: Well hopefully our next president will do a good job and will be for everybody.
8: Well you'll take the next president, this suppose I don't know if it'll happen. This suppose Trump would win. You realize the mess that they created in this these last one and three quarter years. It'll take Trump even four years to get us anywhere near to back to the way he had it before they threw him out of office.
1: Why it only took him a few years to do it when
8: uh,
2: when he followed
1: Obama? Well, the
8: economy
2: was already in good shape when he got in.
8: Oh no, yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't great, but it was better than yeah. going to be under. Good point, Dan. Realistic
2: and, statement.
8: And he, he uh, I, I don't know. What, All right. I don't know if it can be recovered. I, I In hope, four years. Right? But maybe, maybe we're beyond that time
2: yeah Joe right. says we're in a depression, which would take more than four years to fix, but maybe yeah, I,
8: it could be.
2: W- maybe President Trump could appoint uh, elect his son Don Jr. that was his original plan, and then uh at, you know he'll do four years, then Don Jr. comes in but then resigns in the first month and lets President Trump take over again
1: wouldn't work
2: it, what, can't do it no because he's already he had served. two
1: full not if he had two full terms okay. So he
2: could serve the second half of Don Jr.'s term.
1: Don Jr. could appoint him to be the chief justice of the Supreme Court. You don't have to be an attorney.
2: Right, and then decide. You don't have to be an attorney to be on the Supreme Court? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I wouldn't think so either. That's always the weirdest thing about being a judge is you don't have to be a lawyer. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks for checking in. Good points all.
8: Okay. You have a great day. Hey, you too, Dan. Take it. care. I mean,
2: the common sense of New Berlin, always checking in. We very much appreciate it. All right, we're going to take our other quickie break. Oh, no, Bob, we got a working-class caller right on the line. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Last caller before break.
4: Hey, good morning. I want to say I lost half of my 401k, too, you know, back in, I think it was 2008 or 2009. It has nothing to do with who the president is. It's what you have your investment in. And that's what happens. Some stocks go up, and they fall really fast. So that's all I'm saying is it has nothing to do with the presidency. It has to do with what your investments are in
2: well but i think that what uh, wall street is what guides the 401k's and those people are looking to the future if they smell recession they bug out you know they cut their losses while they can so that's why the president is a factor in there because the president helps guide the nation's economy as a whole and if the wall street sniffs recession cut their losses get their house purchased up in the hamptons and then take it easy they don't care about
4: it And fuel and power are a necessity, and they shouldn't even be on the stock market, in my opinion. They shouldn't even be in the stock market. That's a necessity.
2: Okay. All right. Or a commodity.
4: uh, The only other thing I'm saying is, you know, Biden is helping everybody that's losing their houses and uh, getting out there and taking care of people, and that's what the government's supposed to
1: do. Well, not according to the vice president. He's not. He's taking care of people of color and <laughs> poor people. Well, for I think that
4: was just missed. Uh, she must have misworded it. I didn't hear that myself. No, no she no. explained
2: that
1: that's what she, she
4: said meant. it. That's what yeah, she said. She,
2: she, she thought that there but was some... But I
4: do believe that colored people and people that are not white are treated differently than uh, the white people.
2: Well, that's not what she was it saying. It comes she,
4: to everything, even when it comes to banking. She was saying... When you go to the bank and stuff like
2: that. She was saying that not only have they been treated unfairly in the past, but in the future, as FEMA doles out aid, it will target and and uh, sort of repair individuals who've suffered in the past from a disproportionate people amount of People of color help. and poor people. Right, So that, which is false. Well, FEMA does not... That's the case that you I get know into turning and you
4: still...
2: Yeah, FEMA's just, they make you right as best they can, and that's all you get. And when you as far
4: was as whatever, I had a, in the tornado over in Keynes back, I don't remember how many years ago, 20 more years ago, we had a tornado in Keynes, and they came through, and they helped everybody the same. It didn't matter what color you are.
2: Right, yeah, she's mistaken on that particular line. Oh. She may have a goal of helping blacks and families of colors, but there's no way you can codify that into the female Well, response. just
1: remember, she's the one who believes we have a great working relationship with North Korea.
4: She said that, too. Well, North Korea is firing uh, missiles and stuff like that, so... Oh well, we have a great relationship yeah, you with You have
2: them. to have a friend. You might as well have one with a good missile that works. Yep. All right, thank you so much, Bob. Thanks for checking in.
1: Take, you're take all
4: Always appreciate
2: it. All right, stand by, Joseph. We're going to get the rest of your call momentarily. Join us in this conversation, folks. It's a lively one, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at com, and you can text us at 70236. Hey, you're all sad because the Steelers won. I new. need
1: Steve to give me an analysis of what the Steelers need to do to reverse this terrible trender and they were leading that game they they should have won it and they just who's your quarterback well Trubisky and I forget who the other guy is Pickett? Huh, Pickett yeah that sounds right they switched them in the in the middle of the game they were mm-hmm. back and forth with them oh it's a strategy I thought you it know? would work I don't know they should have held on to Big Ben for another year hmm Okay, Bradshaw but has cancer or had cancer. Had cancer. He's doing well now, so
2: he's recovered. Okay, but I'm sure Steve would have some great insight on that. Well, why don't you listen to the Steve Jones show I will. three to five p.m. today on WKOK, WKOK.com, the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app, and you can catch it later on the Steve Jones Show podcast. Okay. Good morning, Joseph. You're on the mark.
5: Another yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like to c- concur with you, gentlemen, when you said about the wisdom that Dan was speaking with there. He kind of Well, anyway, <clears throat> of course, Dan's a believer, and, and the Bible says that the believer has the mind of the Savior. So he was speaking with, with wisdom about the sun affecting the planet. And uh, I would agree with that 100% because that's what the Savior said. He said in the last days there would be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, distress upon nations with perplexity, seas and waves roaring men's hearts failing them for looking after those things that are coming upon the earth and that's what we see today and then it goes on to say then they shall see the son of man come in the clouds with great power and glory so it's right before his second coming that all these catastrophic things the tsunamis and uh, earthquakes and tornadoes are going to be increasing at the end of time but it's because of the powers of heaven shall be shaken and that's what's really causing not these days, I, I believe.
2: You. It's all prophecy. Shaken, not stirred. Oh, okay. All right. So Pardon me? It's all because of climate change, but all of this is prophesied. All right. Good to know. All right. Well, let's you see. know that
5: the sun affects our weather. My goodness. We're like a, a pea in, the, in the, the solar system here compared to the sun as a as a watermelon, you know,
2: in size. <laughs> well so said. It. Yeah, we can get squished by the watermelon. But what do you think about Joe Biden's latest gaffe?
5: Well, it's it's obvious. It's, my goodness, his latest one. Every 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 time he opens his mouth, he says something. And,
2: <laughs> well, that's true. Every time he opens he his mouth, mouth he, he does, does say something. something.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. It's just Someone sometimes out, it's he doesn't. Bad. He doesn't realize that he walks around in a daze. His wife leads him off the stage, and 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 just the other day he was speaking somewhere. He just started wandering off, you know, and that woman, some woman (laughs) went after him, and the Easter Bunny got him to move him uh, so he wouldn't talk to the people there, if you remember that situation. I mean, come on, the guy has a problem. He's he's old, and he's mentally declined. You know, I'm 81 years old, and I find myself... You know, I'll go out to the garage and walk around. Well, what did I come here for, you know? I forget,
2: you know? (laughs) Yeah, there's a...
1: uh, Well, that happens to (laughs) 79-year-olds too, Oh, oh, there was
2: a... uh, You'll appreciate this joke. There was a uh, man who always attended church, and one day he stopped going, and so the pastor got concerned, so he went to go visit him, and the guy was about 80-some years old, and so he said to him, you know uh Joseph I'm a little bit concerned about the hereafter and I want you to be thinking about that if you're not going to be coming to church and so the guy said, "Well, that happens all the time. Like I go down in the basement and I say, what did I come down here after or I get in the closet. What did I come in here after?" So, see the see the hereafter is. Well, ever that's heard. a nice lapper. I've ever heard one. <laughs> this is Joseph and I communicating uh, here. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Thank you. A courtesy <laughs> laugh. That's all I ever asked for. All right, Joseph. What else? Anything else?
5: Well, just, I just wanted to concur with that. And uh, you cannot deny these prophecies that, that the Savior himself spoke of. What would it be like at the end of time? And if anyone wants to read that, they can check it out. It's found in Luke 21. Uh, if you start at verse 24, 21 24, it tells you all about it, you know. All right, we got you. Uh, All right. the second coming. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you
2: so much for calling in. Take care, Joseph. Thank you. Take care. 1 800 795 9565 is our telephone number. One of our listeners says, of course, President Biden is responsible for government spending. He signs the bills into law. Yeah, that is 100% true. Uh, Let's see. Chasing a black man. uh, Oh, no, I guess this starts from the bottom and goes up. Okay,
1: Fetterman is a racist. Chasing an unarmed black man down the street with a shotgun. Why is that crime not talked about? Chasing a black man or anyone else down the street with a gun
2: is not covered under the castle doctrine. And that's true. It's not. (laughs) Yeah, not if you're outside your castle. (laughs) Right. So, uh, yeah, for some reason, this doesn't have any traction. I wouldn't say that I've read gobs and gobs about it, but uh, I think we've kind of moved on from this. Maybe it's been asked and answered. He seemed to come up with some sort of a justification. Hey, I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It is uh, not just any old place. It's a place where you can buy the vehicles you want, whether you want a new Ford F-150. Let's suppose you are desirous of a Ford Maverick. Well, how about that? Joe's got a lot more than $25,000 in his pocket for his next vehicle. But guess what? He won't need it. He'll get change. The 2023 Ford Maverick is coming out. It's a pickup truck that's a small. It's basically a hybrid. Well, it is a hybrid, but it's very, very, very affordable. Uh, you cannot pay more than $25,000 for one. It has a 2.5 liter hybrid motor, and again, like I said, the price cap is about $26,000. Uh, the gasoline mileage, well, you get about 34 miles to the gallon on the highway. Typically with a hybrid, the city is about the same, so that's not bad, but it is a genuinely small truck. I think it's a fabulous little truck. The f- the bed is about four feet long. It's about four feet wide and four feet long. You know, you've seen these back when the old Ford Rangers came out originally, and you know, the smaller of the trucks, uh, but now they're going back to that, and this is an actual small truck, but it has all the good things you'd expect. Blind spot warning, forward collision warning, rear cross traffic warning, auto emergency braking in case somebody stops in front of it, lane-keeping Assistance. That's what Joe needs because he's always distracted. It's the Ford Maverick pickup truck. It's a small pickup truck, and they would just love to sell you one at the Sunbury Motor Company. If you go down with $26,000, you'll get change. All right, Dave, you are going to be next before the break. Go right ahead.
9: Yes. uh, First of all, Mark, don't quit your day job. I don't think you're going to make it as a comedian.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Somehow that's always funnier in person than it is when you read it out
0: loud.
9: Okay. All right. Uh, now I was going to say something about government spending. I was just reading last night about um, Rubio in Florida saying that he would not uh, sign a bill for helping the people in Florida with the with the hurricanes if there was pork added into it. And I tend tend to agree with that. It's like, why can't we just, or why can't they just vote on one item at a time? I realize, well, if it's like, uh, well, you sign this, I'll help you with this kind of thing. But isn't there something they can do about just, like, let something stand on its own to see if it's worthwhile voting for?
2: Well, they don't usually. It's Usually they use this as an opportunity for the majority party to slip all kinds of extra things through that uh, they always tell you. I remember when Senator Spector talked about this, he said there is a thread. Now, for example, let's suppose, you know, like Hurricane Agnes back in the day, they would put money in there for studying of Canadian cockroaches that cross the border. or oh, the it, shrimp on the treadmill was my favorite. Right. So they would study these things, and then you would say, well, what's the connection? Well, river health relates to aquatic health and the storm damaged river health so we want to see how fast these shrimp can run if there's a flood coming you know so they would always he would talk about the thread that ties them together they're not directly uh you know, I mean, it's. I don't know what the pork is in. Did he use an example of what what they're talking about? Is I haven't heard the, any of the pieces of the newest bill they want to do. Of course, there's no money no, for I, it anyway.
9: Not that, not that I saw. I just I just uh, read it, that he said if there was any kind of pork involved in it, that he would probably not vote for you know, for that spending for the relief for, what, for Hurricane Ivan victims.
2: Didn't he vote so against I, a bill that would have helped his area because it had pork in it? Yeah, like, I think he did. Like, yes. like a couple hurricanes ago.
9: Yeah, and I, and I, you know, you like to have people being helped, but when there's other things just go along, uh, you know, I just, I just can't agree with that. I guess uh, that would be like... Uh, you're getting money from Movie Mike to go see a movie to help you with your comedian act. How's that? <laughs>
1: I need a YouTube. Heaven knows video. he needs some kind of help with his comedy act. There's got to be a YouTube. As I've said many times, a joke in Mark's mouth is no laughing matter. Dave, never insult <laughs> yeah. the man
2: with the button, so we're going to let you go. <laughs> <All right>. Thanks, <laughs> Thank Dave. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. All right, uh, Al's standing by plus Dennis, so that uh, should probably wrap us up for the day. we well, got Al on the line. Oh, hold on, buddy. Stand I by. Have 10 minutes, so we have another break to take. Uh, though, yep, we're going to take the break, and then Al goes. Hold on.
6: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician,
2: Thank you, Lynn Hall, for filling in today for Rob Center, who's got the week off. Uh, now we go back to Al. Hello, sir. You're on
7: the mark. Thanks for taking my call. And I got some unfounded facts for you about the Fetterman chasing down the poor black guy. Unfounded um, facts? Yeah.
2: Well, uh, well I read somewhere. it somewhere, All and I can't
7: find it again, so it's unfounded. <laughs> Anyways, the what unfounded I read much. was there was six cops present, Fetterman, and the poor black guy. And they made light of it and uh, tried to make it go away right then and there. And uh, were these Braddock the police guy. officers? That would be why uh, they tried some to get some of knowledge. them were Braddock. Uh, I don't know if there was any state cops involved. Like I said, uh, I read the story at a couple different places, but that's the that's what I. You know, the unfounded facts I found.
2: We have a trip that. live version here that we can read relatively objective, but we'll read it later. we got to get our good callers going here. So,
7: Okay. That's all I had, that, okay. you know, <laughs> for stupid stuff today. <laughs> Thank you, <Al>. for <laughs> Wait a minute. Not really. <laughs> the neck and the head and all that stuff. Who cares? Right. I Fetterman's agree. just a rural wreck of a person. And, you know, those tattoos were true. Um You know, anybody puts that in writing on your arm forever. You know, you're going to have a, some explaining to do if that really does come out in a in the debate. That's why he's holding off. There's really? just too much, too many skeletons in his closet.
1: He probably doesn't remember. Where you know, he, he looks
7: like he looks like Lurch. So you know, it's <laughs> the skeleton. <laughs> does I mean, remember he, where he's he a intimidating, big. Uh, Guy. Al, Al he probably. You know, Halloween's re- coming. He might Al. win. Al, he
1: probably doesn't remember where he lives. That's why he has to have his zip code <coughs> tattooed on his arm.
7: No, it said, "I want to hurt you." Well, he
2: has
1: his. And the other one said, on "I line. would
7: like to hurt you."
2: <laughs> Not exactly he had two of close.
7: Them. Very close. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But <laughs> you he want to put that will. on your arm, I, I, I mean, think you better says he about will it.
2: only hurt you, which is a reference to uh he says anyway, uh the fact that uh, he disappoints people. So, he wants to be our US senator <laughs> so he can disappoint you. Don't get involved with me. I only hurt you, something like that.
10: All right, <laughs> well, thank yeah. you so much, Al.
2: Thanks for calling in. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Uh, let's see. Dennis is next up. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark.
10: Yeah, good morning guys. Um, we were talking about fiscal spending and, you know government waste. I do remember several things though about Trump and I knew I'm not apologizing, I know he spent but he did propose getting rid of the Department of Energy and the Department of Education. He said it'd be much better to put the Department of Education back into the state's hands because they know better. And right there I think there's sixteen thousand people in the Department of Energy. And I think, if I read it right, there's like 22,000 in education. And he proposed that. So, I, I mean, he got pushback back from his own Republicans or Rhinos, whatever you want to call them, that they just didn't want to hear about it. And the same happened with the Obamacare issue. Granted, he had little respect for Mr. McCain, and John McCain had no respect for him. If you remember that vote, John McCain walked into that Senate chamber and put his thumbs down, no. I mean, we could have saved a lot with the Obamacare, and, like, sometimes <laughs> I even hear you say, well, they had no plan backup. But Trump did discuss the plan and putting it back in the free market with different kind of regulations on it and interstate, you know, commerce and stuff with, with the insurance. So I really think he had ideas and plans, but, you know, he didn't have much support from within his own party for some of these things. So I, I just, you know... Not that he didn't spend. We know that. But, again, he was trying, I think, to really cut corners where they should have been cut. The Department of Energy, what has it done all these years? You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Maybe I'm off base with that, but I still feel that at least he was thinking of things. But, you know, he was surrounded by some really people that were not supportive of him. Well, you can't do
1: everything you want to do. I like the plan that he had, and he actually did it, that for every regulation you enacted, you had to get rid of two. Yeah. I think that was a great idea, because it forces the bureaucrats to prioritize something instead of just saying, oh, let's make another law. Yeah, and he took a lot
10: of heat for building up the military. I think, what was it, like $19 billion or something like that? And it took a lot of heat for that, but I felt more secure now when I that military. We started the like Space
2: Force. It.
1: took a lot of heat yeah. for trying to build a wall to keep our southern border safe, too.
10: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, when you think about it, I think if some of these plans went through, just saving those two departments of energy and education, but the bureaucrats don't want to hear that. Man, that's like cutting out all those people to be on unemployment. <laughs> so... All right, guys, that's all I hey, wanted thank to say you so much much morning. Checking in. Appreciate much, your call. appreciate it.
2: One of our listeners, uh, lower right-hand corner, Joe, but the top one. Says Fetterman and his handlers have no justification
1: for chasing a man with a gun. If it had been a Republican, it would be 24-7 bad coverage by the media.
2: <laughs> all the time. All right, the Trib Live version of this from last year says Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman rebuffed criticism stemming from a 2013 decision to grab his 20-gauge shotgun and chase after somebody thought might be a shooter on the run, but turned out to be an unarmed jogger. The incident resurfaced, of course. You know why? Because of the Senate run. Fetterman, age 51, when this was written last year, referred to the incident that happened while he was Braddock mayor, denied ever pointing his gun at the man who was black, and rejected speculation that what he did that afternoon had anything to do with race. Fetterman's campaign referred the Canada's written post in response to a request for an interview. "Quote: Since 2015, political adversaries have." Tried Tried to portray an episode from eight years ago as being racially motivated, unquote. Fetterman, who is white, wrote in a blog post published to the website Medium on Thursday, quote, the facts, circumstances, and greater context of that encounter all support that race played no role in my community of Braddock, a town that is 80 percent black. The people know me. They know my heart, and they know that's not the situation this was about, unquote. Fetterman said he had no idea of the race of the— gender of the person who was dressed in all black wearing a face mask, goggles and bundled head to toe in the dead of winter when he pursued the North Braddock man who thwarted him from leaving the uh, area until police arrived shortly after 4.30 p.m. on January 26, 2013. I'm not sure if I read that. That's but, forcible restraint. But Fetterman the illegal restraint prevented the individual from leaving there. While his then 4-year-old son Fetterman had just called 911 after hearing what sounded like a crushing burst of gun fire, unquote, I don't know who they're quoting there, anyway, not far from his Braddock home on Library Street, then spotted the person whom police later identified as a passing jogger running toward an elementary school. Fetterman said he maintained a distance of 15 feet between us at all times. I had my gun with me because we had heard these shots, Fetterman wrote about the incident Thursday, but at no point did I ever pointed at anyone, Oh, uh, what were the
1: shots? Did the police ever identify any, any source of these alleged shots that he heard?
2: Days after the no, incident? No, they didn't. Days after the incident, Fetterman told the Trib that he had no regrets regarding how he handled a very confusing and scary situation. quote At the time, yeah, oh no, he made it confusing. No, he and scary. said that it was a very confusing <laughs> and scary situation at the time. Unquote. At the time, Fetterman acknowledged he had shells in the magazine of the shotgun he pulled from his truck, but none in the chamber. The man told police he was a jogger. Officers found no weapons on him, and no charges filed. Read the rest of that in Trib Live last year. Uh, Fetterman, John Fetterman. Colon, race played no role in shotgun wielding chase If it line. had been
1: a Republican, you can bet your
2: bottom dollar race would have been the issue. Well, Republicans are, is. continue to bring it up, so I think you're getting equal treatment. You must hate it. I want equity. That's <laughs> yes, right. Sure. We want fair and equal Abe, treatment. Abe, did Abe come in yet? Can you speed through stop signs, Joe? Yes, Abe, yes where you where are can. you, Abe? Stand up, i Take a bow. This is WKOK. Signed,